Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I'm continuing my reviews of Ari Aster's film this time, it is Midsommar, movie that came out in 2019, written and directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner, among many other talented actors. Uh, in this movie, a couple travels to northern Europe to visit a rural home, uh, the uh, visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish Midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Overall, this is my second time watching this movie. Saw this uh, richly when it came out in theaters. Visually uh, amazing film. Uh, and I liked it after the first watch. I liked the movie, watching it in theaters. Uh, but I actually liked it even more in this rewatch. Uh, you know, picked up a few more details and really understood the motivations and the attitudes of the different characters more in this rewatch. And this is, like Hereditary, a heavy movie. Uh, definitely has some horrific moments, but similar to Hereditary, show how confident Ari Aster is at making uh, kind of complicated films. He's like, it feels a very competent director and writer. There is a lot, not only visually in these films of his, but also in the writing. There's a lot, seems like there's a lot of research that goes into his films. This movie is very emotionally complicated, uh, but also there's so much just information in the background of both of these movies. The world building, as it were, very unique settings i mean the first one our one of our main characters in hereditary is an artist who makes miniatures very interesting kind of a thing and this one it is this this community of people and their culture and it just very feels very lived in very authentic very real it's amazing uh you know where it's easy to you know for aspects to just go over your head in, in aspects of these movies, you know, because of their complexities. But also, he doesn't spend a lot of time doing things that other filmmakers might do, overly explaining stuff. Like, he almost explains things. Like, there's a very fine line where you don't explain anything, and it's very ambiguous, and confusing and you explain too much and it's very on the nose and you know where he's definitely more subtle as far as how he introduces information uh, to the audience but uh just in my opinion he does it so precisely that for me it it 
I don't catch as much in the first watch and in the second viewings of his films, I tend to catch more. Um, so it's, it's, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the complexities and detail in these movies that, uh, make repeat, repeat viewings more enjoyable. You get more out of these movies, the more you watch them. Uh, despite the fact they are very tough movies to rewatch, that's for sure. Uh, although these films definitely, like I said, hard to watch the repeat viewings take a few years. Like it's been, I haven't watched this since it came out 2019. It's been four years. Uh, it's a pretty good amount of time. I've been looking forward to rewatching this as I was looking forward to rewatching hereditary a movie that I hadn't watched since it hit theaters. So, you know, taking a few years in between uh, to let the trauma wash away before you get back into it. Uh, but I would say Ari Aster is definitely an artist. Uh, like, these movies that he's making are, like, I, I will be excited for every single one of them. Even though they're maybe not, like, the movies that excite me in a way where they, they're not my favorite movies... But they are, I would say, works of art. Like he, there's so much care and and detail put into these these films. It's it's undeniable. I would say, even if they are very tough to watch, tough movies to watch. Uh, similar to Peter in Hereditary, I would say Danny, who is Florence Pugh, uh, played by Florence Pugh in this movie, is a very tragic character. He really loves traumatized characters uh, in both Hereditary and in this one. Uh, characters becoming catatonic, laying in bed with their eyes wide open, kind of dead to the world is a commonality that I've seen in his movies. And it's like his main characters, I would say Danny in this one, and then I would say Peter to a big extent in Hereditary are kind of their, our, our main characters in ways uh definitely tough they they deal with very tough things in their life for sure danny dealing with this brutal tragedy that happens very early on in this film uh but on top of of all of the like, on top of the tragedy that is just horrific similarly to the tragedy that happens in hereditary hereditary that's very horrific on top of that, they are surrounded by people. In Hereditary, it's his mom. In this one, it's her boyfriend that are just completely self-absorbed narcissists. It, it's, it's, which adds another layer. Not only are these characters traumatized and catatonic at, at times, but they're also their support system is only detrimental to their mental health, in my opinion. Right? zero some zero emotional support zero sympathy or empathy so it only amplifies in many ways the trauma that is felt by these characters that i said like sadly right you're sitting there you're sympathizing with danny in this movie peter in the last movie and it's like it is just like layered on it's like hell it's like they are going through hell because not only are these tragedies happening to them but they have not only no support but they have like actively horrible people around them like people that make their situations even worse i would say this movie not necessarily as tough as peter in hereditary i would say 
Tony Collette's character in Hereditary is far more actively horrible to Peter, uh, where Christian, the boyfriend of Danny in this movie, is just can't be bothered, really. Like, just so not willing to stand up. Like, he's a very weak, parasitic type of a guy. And uh, his his inaction, his lack of support, and his his clear focus on himself uh, is is just really sad. Only makes her situation even worse. Uh, but I love the setting of this film, the Northern European cult commune type of a thing. The world building is amazing in this one. Absolutely, just so much detail in the com- whether it's the community itself. The color palette of this film, the the decorations of the buildings in the commune, the building architecture itself, the layout, the just the community, like every aspect of this is so feels so well thought out and and uh, executed. It's it's really amazing. Very very much makes it feel authentic and real. Like this could easily be like I don't know if this is based on an actual community but it feels like it easily could be and i wouldn't be surprised if it's completely fictionalized um the hard part about this movie is that there are very few if any likable characters i mean obviously danny is kind of the the one we follow but it's like such a uh it's it's just like depressing right she spends 90 percent of this movie miserable and almost catatonic which is justifiable but it's like it's it, it's like it's tough to re- i mean obviously you're rooting for her, but also she's not making the best because of her own trauma and her like compulsion to stay in a very unfulfilling relationship is like it is she herself is making choices that are tough to be on her side and it's just very sad it's very sad so you know it's hard to like her character uh despite the fact that you clearly sympathize with her character or at least you're meant to sympathize i would imagine these this film and hereditary are a good test right if you ask somebody what characters you sympathize with that you feel bad about like if you're if you think tony collette or christian in this movie are these sympathetic characters that you feel bad for, then I think that says a lot about the person you are. Uh, you know, aside from Danny, which obviously I love Danny, I love the fact that in this movie she does have moments that are very noticeable because of how she is the rest of the film. There are moments of joy that she actually has. There's moments where she actually seems to have people who support and care for her which are also very conflicting those moments, but you have this character, her boyfriend, Christian and his friends who don't like her openly don't like her and are very much just into their own stuff. Like they don't, they're not like act- actively mean to her necessarily, but they similar to her boyfriend are just, almost treat her as a burden 
that she brings their group down that they would rather not her not be there but because christian is who he is she is brought along and in this group aside from pele one of their friends the guy who is from this community originally he seems to have a positive he seems to be one of the only likable guys but even that character when we find out when everything gets revealed at the end of this movie how everything was set up you realize that he's not necessarily the greatest guy very complicated characters i would say uh there are some obviously i would imagine most people know and maybe if you haven't seen it maybe this isn't a movie that you've seen yet but some definitely some graphic and gory scenes that happen during the daytime which i appreciate any kind of any time you can have bright daytime horror and it and it work i think you know what you're doing sadly however these daytime gory and graphic scenes will imprint on your brain right you will they will be burned into your memory forever that you've seen these things it is in many ways similar to when i was a kid and somebody brought in faces of death into high school we had a substitute teacher who couldn't be bothered, played solitaire the whole time, didn't notice that all of the students in the class were watching Faces of Death, which is another moment in my life where horrific things were burned into my memory. Uh, and this movie does a similar thing, uh, which give it a lot of respect for. I mean, very visceral, graphic, gory elements to this. But not like torture porn in the way like the hostile movies were uh, but definitely there are some absolutely gory moments and i guess maybe there are some kind of hostile moments as well but uh visually very beautiful aside from that the color palette of the film absolutely gorgeous the colors of the community all the illustrations that decorate all the buildings on the uh, the inside of the buildings the tapestries that, that are there all that stuff is amazing and it's definitely in this rewatch the end of this film hit way harder and felt way more satisfying i think i understood the ending of this one far more because i was paying attention taking notes all those things i didn't have to look anything up like hereditary that i had to look things up and like who is this payment guy like the movie i i would say in in hereditary didn't quite give me enough information to really grasp the ending as much as i should have where this one i feel does i think this does the it, he rides that line and i think he nails it in this one uh, but it did take this rewatch for me i was probably very high when i watched it the first time in theaters i would imagine but i do want to get into spoilers of this movie talk about specifics of this movie that i liked so if you haven't seen Midsommar, you don't want to be spoiled. This is your warning. So you have in the beginning of this movie the very traumatic event, right? You have Danny, like, leaving her sister a voicemail, leaving her, her parents a voicemail. You see her parents sleeping very pleasantly in their bed. The use of yellow in a lot of these scenes, I would imagine, 
is a a thematic color there's also the end of the movie the pyramid building is yellow i believe yellow i am colorblind so forgive me if if it's like maybe a light green or something like that but it seems to be a color that signifies death because when you find out like like it's setting up that her sister's bipolar and that danny is very like she like some of her trauma early on the reasons why she is maybe somewhat of a burden to her boyfriend or a downer to her boyfriend and her friends is that she is constantly dealing with her sister and her family that are constantly making her emotionally troubled having a sister that's bipolar her parents clearly taking care of her she lives with the parents and then there's this night where she's not she gets this vague ominous email from her sister she can't get in touch with anybody and she's freaked out and we find out when we find out what actually like her boyfriend like doesn't really care it kind of seems like maybe okay maybe he's tired of this but he's also not willing to break up with her her his friends are like trying to convince him to do it but christian is like such a just a wishy-washy doesn't like really choose to do anything kind of a guy will allow this to just bother him he will use this as an excuse for it to bother him instead of just ending it clearly he wants to end it she danny feels like it's that's the direction it's going but she has her own issues not wanting it to end it is just such a stressful relationship situation so relatable to what i've seen friends relationships i've seen friends who are unwilling to get rid of a partner that is absolute garbage or being in a relationship with somebody who is constantly negative because there are people that may not be going through the same issues that danny is going on with going through in this movie that are just negative people and are constantly negative and that can be very toxic as well uh obviously danny's negativity where she actually does try to be positive and look for the positives in things is like it's just tough man it is so tough right and she blames herself she feels like she's the burden let's take a break from the podcast for one short moment because i want to tell everybody out there about my art series the many faces they are original ink paintings on paper abstract and surreal faces that i release every single day i want to say not only can you purchase the original paintings which there are over 2300 available through my website inspireddisorder.com but now i am also offering limited edition prints these prints are signed these prints are numbered and they are limited to five prints per image and these prints are made by me so you get the highest quality print made by the artist himself signed by me shipped by me all of that stuff by me and uh, it's a great way to collect my art if you want to save a little bit of money because obviously the originals cost more prints cost less so now is the time to head on over to inspireddisorder.com and start collecting some original artwork take your walls to the next level with original artwork by myself ray taylor 
by going to inspiredisorder.com, shopping now, buying artwork, take your walls to the next level, experience the magic of art, and start your art collection today. Buy original artwork, buy high-quality limited edition prints, and so much more, inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. You have the scene where she calls him bawling. Like, we find out, she finds out, finally, what actually happened. And it explains the opening scene of her parents lying peaceful in bed. That they weren't just sleeping. Uh, they were they were eternally sleeping, let's say. And that her sister, like, finding out when you see, have the scene, she's bawling to Christian. And then it cuts to the firefighters going into the house. And starting in the garage, seeing the, these cars that are on and seeing the hoses that are taped to the exhaust of the cars, then seeing the, the firefighters going up through this house, multi-story house, following these hoses, one hose going to the bedroom of the parents, taped to the bottom opening of their doors, and then duct-taped shut to make sure that the room fills with the exhaust while her parents sleep, and then the other one shoved in her sister's face and duct-taped to her face. Absolutely horrific murder suicide clearly her sister mental health issues clearly there was a lifetime of dealing with her sister and i would imagine danny the one person in that family trying to hold things together and then now she has nothing left and of course you have christian who's like probably going through his mind wishing he had dumped her earlier because now he has to, quote unquote, be there and su be supportive, which he's the very least amount of supportive you could be. Like he is present, but that is it. Right. Other than the, other than his presence, Danny has no support in her life, seemingly now, which is just it's just so like already so tragic for that character. But then also now she's surrounded by people that couldn't be bothered to care that she's gone through this tragedy. Then we see, like, obviously we see the, the real tragedy of that, all the, you know, the just horrible. Then you have this relationship that's painful just to see the differences between, not differences, but just seeing where Danny is at her complexity as a character knowing that christian probably wants to dump her he does want to dump her his friends want him to dump her but then she's also trying to hold things together the the part where like he does this like she finds out she goes to a party with him and she like he invites her to a party right which he was not intending for her to go but she goes and, of course, the friends, they're there. We, are, we already know they don't really care about her. And it comes up that they are planning to go to this trip where Pele's from. Right? They have these, this festival going that they want to go to. And they've been planning it for two weeks. Which we find out, by the way, when they get to this place, we find out that not only was were they planning this trip to on the anniversary their four-year anniversary of danny and christian dating 
he didn't realize that but also on the trip is her birthday and he didn't know so he is so christian is so detached from this relationship and could not care about this relationship that not only does he not acknowledge the fact that they are coming up on their four-year anniversary as a couple but also has no idea that this trip that he's planning the thing that he is focused on is this trip with his friends not only is going to take place during their anniversary but also her birthday like that's how little he could be bothered to care about danny on any level it is it, it just like little details that make what is already a horrible ca- person this christian character her boyfriend like even worse of a person it is horrible so there's all of that stuff right and it's a situation where it's like and even after the party she's like just she's just sad concerned why he didn't even bring this whole trip up right she doesn't throw in his face that oh by the way it's our four-year anniversary and by the way you are planning a trip where you're going to be gone on my birthday she doesn't throw that in his face at all she's just upset that he didn't even mention it to her and she's trying to get him to talk about it he couldn't be he's like doesn't care he gives like the weakest like i'm sorry kind of a thing like i'm sorry that my that this bothered you more than i'm sorry that i completely didn't didn't inform you of this big trip that i plan on taking during your birthday like not even acknowledging what he is potentially doing to her and she ends up apologizing to him and he's trying to leave he's like oh, i should just get out of here right but she's so desperate to have him in her life that she ends up apologizing and she's trying to look at the positives it's like oh well this could be like this could inspire you to come up with your thesis for your for college or whatever and he's like yeah like he couldn't be bothered with any of that she's trying to do everything to salvage this failing relationship this nothing relationship this parasitic scenario where she gives and gives and gives and he couldn't be bothered to even acknowledge that he's like it's just like such a piece of shit right and it's like shit or get off the pot it's like either make efforts to make this work or just end it it's just it's just such a you know it's just such a shitty situation lack of communication lack of empathy absolutely frustrating i hate this dude so much uh and like on top it's like it just gets worse like he invites her to this party where he knows his friends don't like her he he knows it's just gonna feel like a burden to him but then he invites her to go to this trip and he tells his friends like oh she's not gonna go but then like at no point is she acting like oh i'm probably not gonna go she's like yeah i guess i should go and she doesn't even bring up it will be nice because it will be my birthday it will be a nice birthday gift she at no point acknowledges her birthday. So, but you do in that scene 
where you find out that she is going, we do see that the there is out of the friend group, Pele actually talks to her like a human being, apologizes, sympathizes with her losing her parents, the, that whole tragedy, acknowledges it, and like, you know, is says that he's actually excited, acts like it seems like he's actually excited that she's gonna go with them on this trip. Like, out of everybody, like, far more than her boyfriend, far more than the other people in this group, these other friends, like, Pele is the one guy that seems human on some level. So, of course, she goes, cut to her breaking down in the airplane. They get there, and immediately she's, the, you know, they want to take mushrooms, and she's like, I'm probably not, like... None of them are even considering the fact that maybe it's, this isn't a good, she may not be in a good mental space to be taking psychedelics right now. And Christian, you know, so many times he's like just pretending to be supportive. And in this moment he does, he's like, oh, I'm going to wait with her. And then his friends are bummed out that they're not going to be on the same trip because they're not going to be taking him at the same time. Which ends up at her just breaking down and taking them with them. And, of course, she has a bad trip, which is, you know, just uh, kind of a scary scene. I've never done mushrooms before. Uh, the closest I've come to doing psychedelics is high-dose edibles of marijuana. But someday I will. But like I like her, it's like I felt like I've never really felt like I've been in the right mental place to take mushrooms and it seems like th her type of a trip seems like it might be what I would have potentially. And I think part of that is the fact that, you know, I feel so much of my life I feel like I am I don't really have a supportive structure around me, like trust in people that would be around me doing the, during those times. So again, I, I sympathize with her. Uh, and her, she has this dream that's kind of uh, her parents and her sister watching TV. And it just like, you know, it's clearly something that's still on her mind, this tragedy that's didn't happen that long ago. And also, on top of the fact that they're doing psychedelics, you're also in Northern Europe during summer solstice. So the disorientation you have with the sun never really setting and, and the days never feeling like they're ending is also probably a little bit of a mind fuck. They get to the community, very cult-like, everybody in white. People are playing this like flute music as they come in. But everybody very nice and very welcoming very loving which is which is nice to see right and then you christian finds out that he forgot his girlfriend's birthday uh they've been together for four years and two weeks specifically and two weeks ago was the party that she went to where she found out because that was two weeks away that they were going to be going on this trip so it's like that party was during their four-year anniversary which he couldn't didn't notice which I don't know how many people celebrate their anniversary of dating very strictly. Usually it's kind of a loose thing, I guess. But back when I was in relationships, it seemed like a thing people did. But just 
not only was he at that point planning to go on this trip, but no idea that this trip was also going to be on her birthday. And of course, Pele is the guy that reminded Christian that it's her birthday, right? So he's Pele trying to help out Christian not be such a deadbeat boyfriend. All the stories told on that there's like this scene where we seeing this this tapestry hanging up that really shows what is going to be happening to Christian with one of the the female members of the cult wanting to lure him into mating with her. Very interesting tapestry, literally telling you what's going to be happening. Uh, finding out about this, this the life cycle, this very regimented life cycle of the people that live there, where at 72 they're killed. And, and the way it's said, like, it's very comical, tongue-in-cheek. But then what we find out very short after is that is quite literally what happens. If you are still alive at 72, then you sacrifice yourself. Um, which they have this meal where the table placements are very strange. Uh, you have the color palettes of the film, very beautiful. Even these cliffs where we're going to see a ceremony happen. Even the cliffs feel very much part of that that palette that bright palette and then you see the horrific scene of this movie tragic scene of this movie during the bright daytime hour of these old people sacrificing themselves jumping off of this clip absolutely like horrific seeing how Ari Aster shows the events of this a lot of it is wide shot but i was watching on a projector so it was still <laughs> still see when she hits the the stone at the bottom of this cliff and bounces off it is still brutal but there's still close-up shots of like her caved in skull there's shots of the the older dude when he doesn't die and his legs just blow up and they have to go over and and put him out of his misery with the the mallet it's just it is absolutely brutal very similar to the quick close-up shots of Charlie's head, severed head in Hereditary. Just like these like absolutely gruesome shots that aren't on screen for very long, but long enough to where those images are just burned in your head. And then you have, of course, two of the people, the outsiders there, are completely freaking out. And then everybody else is kind of catatonic. Danny kind of right before the woman jumped, she kind of had this premonition that something really bad was about to happen, grabbed Christian's arm. And of course, he's couldn't even like he couldn't even be bothered to notice that Danny, who just had uh, her family murder suicided and has been like severely mentally distressed from that and now is seeing a suicide happen in front of her he doesn't comforting at all she grabs his arm he couldn't be bothered couldn't be bothered the the black friend josh he's like super into all this like this is clearly what his thesis is going to be on and 
clearly into all of this stuff, like super interested in everything. Uh, you have the other friend, uh, Mark, who the the douchiest of douchebags. Also, the one guy in the group that vapes, which I appreciated the fact that the douchebag vapes because that is a very, very douchebag thing to do. I I would say I don't know. I I vape weed, or at least I used to, but like the 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 nicotine vapes, the absurd amount, especially of the nicotine vapes, and he doesn't have like the big like giant exhaust vapes that uh, people used to have. I don't know if people are still doing those or not, but uh, it is funny that Mark vapes and is very, uh, very much the douchebag of the group. Uh, Pele does try to comfort Danny, right? And, and tells her that even though like that, he lost his parents, uh, but he had this community, this family to comfort him. So even though he lost his parents, he didn't lose his family. He still has that. And he knows that she just lost so he's trying to sympathize with her loss and trying to tell ask her and trying to maybe re have her wake up and realize asking her if do you feel that christian is that home for you do you feel like he's comforted you do you feel like he's somebody that makes you feel like you're secure and you're whole even though you've lost and of course he doesn't But it definitely, the only time a character, I mean, first it, it was the, the fact that he was just talking to her and excited before they even left on the trip. And now he's sitting down and like trying to open her eyes to the fact that sh she shouldn't be in this relationship with, with Christian. But not directly telling her like you should be dumping him, but just asking her like, do, how do you feel? like being in this relationship with him is something that is providing you with the feeling of comfort, the pe the feeling of security in any way. She has a dream where she dreams that everybody in her group leaves her and then kind of has these visions of her sister and her parents, like at the base of the, the kind of the sacrifice cliff, which is very, uh, you know, tragic. Let's take another quick break from this podcast episode because I want to share with you a way to make some easy money on the side if you're looking to make some extra money and uh, you want to do it making content. You don't have to have a massive following on social media. You don't even have to have social media accounts. All you have to do is have the ability to either take pictures or videos. And that's by creating user-generated content and go through the company that I go through, that I make money, that I do myself, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash UGC. That stands for user-generated content, inspireddisorder.com slash UGC. You can check out all of the content that I've made so far for brands, for products, uh, which the bonus, not only are they paying you to take selfies with their, their product, not only are they paying you to review their product, or, or demo their product, but you're also getting free products, which is always nice. So it's it's a little bit of a bonus. Not only are you getting paid, but you're getting free products. Sign up through my link and join Join Brands. That is the company that I use that connects content creators with companies that have products that they need their products to be uh, shared, content made of it, uh, 
reviewed, unboxed, whatever it is. Very easy to sign up. The certification process is very easy, proving that you are able to take pictures that look good, you're able to take videos that are edited well, and you understand what the assignments are as far as how-to videos, unboxing videos, things of that nature. It is a very easy setup process. Links to that, inspireddisorder.com slash UGC, and that's where you can see product reviews, product photos, how-to videos, unboxing videos, uh, product demos that I have done with Join Brands in the past to make money, and I continue to do it today. So head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash UGC and check it out and sign up through my link, inspireddisorder.com slash UGC. Now let's get back to the show. You also see the the girl, the sister of Pele, basically, putting something under Christian's bed, basically starting to do the things that we saw in the panels of the tapestry, right? First, like, we also see that she bakes him a little pie with some pubes in it. Uh, there's something in his drink. You know, uh, Danny also sees that Christian is more interested in doing this research now all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, another aspect of Christian is that he, like, all of a sudden thinks this is what he's going to have his thesis on, Right not taking notes or seeming interested in anything else but just after seeing this the suicide the sacrifice happen he's like oh i should probably write about this and of course josh is pissed off because he's clearly been super interested taking all of the notes so just another layer to christian's character showing that not only is he a shitty boyfriend but he's just a shitty person like he's just like only cares about himself doesn't care couldn't be bothered with the anniversary danny's birthday couldn't be bothered with the fact that his friend is clearly doing massive research and actually super interested in this thesis whereas christian's just like oh this is just something i should be doing i think this this is something that will kind of get me just so i don't have to pay attention to everything else which is uh Um, which is just, you know, just another aspect of why he is just a horrible person. Uh, Simon, there's Simon and his fiance decide they want to go Connie after seeing the sacrifice, obviously both freaked out about it and all that stuff. And Simon disappears and is told that he went with somebody in their truck to go to the train station to get out of there and but he never told connie she doesn't believe it and then danny doesn't buy it either and she's the only one christensen couldn't care less christian couldn't care less about it um josh couldn't really care less either uh and mark couldn't care less about anything um so she's like one of the only people that that doesn't buy this story that's being told either and then we see christian get a pube in his pie so we're seeing the the kind of the tapestry playing out uh you have josh sneaking out to get pictures of the sacred book that he's not was told he can't get pictures of which that whole thing was another interesting aspect to just the world building of this this community how like the 
kid who was purposely inbred and deformed is like their oracle and he draws pictures and then the people of the community decipher those pictures into a continuing library of information that this sacred temple is full of and the book that they read from is part of this and josh goes in there late at night to go take pictures of it and of course we see him get got so we're getting first with the dis disappearance of of uh one guy and now josh actually getting attacked so you know something is is not good in this place uh he gets hit with the giant mallet uh the same mallet that was used to kind of finish off the old guy who didn't jump off the cliff right uh so now danny notices that both mark and josh are missing the so mark went missing also uh and sh you know she's the only one that that really is noticing and giving a shit um and the community makes up a story that one of their books went missing right and basically using that as a way to explain why josh is missing like they're making it so it seems like he ran away with the book and of course christian's like oh just completely detaches from them i had nothing to do with that i'm sure that's what would happen right he's just completely just throwing his his friends under the bus uh, not protecting, you know, not defending them in any way. Then you have the great moment when Danny goes into this dance competition for the 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 May Queen, uh, mixed with dance competition, mixed with psychedelics, and it's the first time in this entire movie where she actually feels happy while she's dancing, just having a good time. Not she's like the first time she's not she's able to let go of everything and just enjoy the moment which is a nice thing to see uh christian gets taken into a room which i think is funny he thinks he's going to be interrogated about the book being missing but instead it's him them him being told that he's been selected to mate with because they now and then will bring in somebody from the outside to mate with them so that they don't so it's as to avoid the inbred stuff because they want to make sure that's only reserved for their oracles. So he's kind of brought in to do this thing. Danny eventually wins the May Queen competition. Christian only caring about the fact that he's going to go sleep with this kid. After she wins, Pele gives her a big kiss. Uh, you know, everybody in this community loves Danny. Uh, the plants and the flowers are all breathing as happens every time these characters take psychedelics. Uh, they follow her lead while they all sit down to eat, which is like, it's this moment where Danny's character not only finds joy for the first time, but also sees this entire community like looking up to her. Like she now has the support of this entire community, which as far as cults go, that is what they do they take the person who's the most damaged like danny who has no nobody in their life who has trauma whatever and they make them feel like they're they have a family except for like in this situation like i'm happy for danny like i'm happy that she is kind of being accepted into this cult it is like it is it, it's a mind fuck that like you are sympathizing with somebody being indoctrinated into a cult but you feel good for Danny because it's like, 
out of everything else in her life, this is something that's positive, even though this cult is absolutely crazy. So it's a very interesting kind of uh, duality of uh, thought, you know, like uh, mental gymnastics, being happy for her, being indoctrinated into this cult. And she gets taken in this chariot to do this whole thing, this whole uh, ceremony, burying wheat and, and meat and doing dances and s chanting and s all this kind of thing. Meanwhile, Christian is being taken into another type of ceremony where it's like all these the naked old women of the, the commune and then this young girl that he's supposed to be uh, impregnating. And uh, a very crazy scene. Uh, and of course, Danny finds out and she, you know, she sees that like, it, it really is the separation. She's finally not only seeing what Christian is all about, like he didn't seem to, I mean, he seemed a little conflicted about doing it, but he ended up doing it regardless. And then also in that moment when Danny finds out and she starts to break down and cry again, it's the time where all of the other girls are crying and weeping with them as we saw the community do when the old guy who was killing himself just blew up his legs and he was wailing everybody else was wailing as well it's one of many times in this movie where we see the community shares in the pain of people and in christian's ceremony the women are sharing in the pleasure but they all kind of share this, the, the strong emotions that are happening. And for the first time, Danny, while she's having this breakdown and crying, she's not alone. She's not in hiding out in a bathroom in an airplane. She is surrounded by other women who are crying with her. And it's like cathartic. It makes you feel good. Finally, she's got support. Sadly, it's a cult. And it's funny, when he finishes, runs out naked, and that's where we see fuck, Josh's leg sticking up from the garden. He goes into the chicken pen, and there's the other guy is, like, opened up, and his lungs are still breathing. It's crazy scene. And then we see the end ceremony, right? At this point, Christians had been paralyzed, basically, and the whole big part of this ceremony is that nine people are to be sacrificed four people from the outside who so far is mark josh connie and simon four people from the orga from inside which i believe are the two old people and then two more volunteers and then the may queen gets to choose the ninth person so danny gets to choose from either uh christian or somebody who's chosen from like a lottery and of course we don't see her make the choice but we see that christian is put in this bear carcass and he is like the centerpiece of this uh this sacrifice which is i i, I like that right it's one of the things that happens in horror movies where sometimes the villain of the horror movie kind of takes out people that aren't good people now john or christian isn't like the people that die in this aren't like horrible people but like in a movie for instance sleepaway camp right 
a lot of the early kills in Sleepaway Camp are these creepy adult, like, child predators that you, like, yeah, you want this cook that talks about young girls in the way he talks about them to die, right? And then other people die that probably shouldn't die, but there is an aspect to some horror movies where the, the kills are almost justified. You feel you don't feel bad that the person is being attacked. Like in Chucky, uh, I think the second Child's Play movie where the CEO of the, the toy company gets killed after deciding to bring this toy back to market. And on some level, that's kind of what it feels like when you see Christian as part of this final sacrifice in the yellow triangle building that gets set on fire. Um, and you see a smile on her face at the end of it. I kind of like it's I, I've, I found the end of this movie to be a happy ending for Danny, despite the fact that it's like she's been indoctrinated into this cult now. But what's worse being in this cult where yeah people die people get sacrificed but she has more support than she's ever had in her entire life and pele is there who actually cares about her or to be in back home in this 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 worthless relationship with this christian guy who him and all of his friends couldn't care less think of you as a burden don't consider you in in any form really it's just you know i, I think it, it ended well for her sadly sadly the cult was the the better option for danny uh but the smile at the end very kind of cathartic you know uh it's a fucked up happy ending i would say uh but i i did enjoy it um like the end it's it's what a cult does the praise on someone that has no family who's broken Right. They act as a replacement for that family. Uh, but they also provide her with the only moments of joy in this entire film that we see when she's dancing, when she sees, you know, Christian being sacrificed. Like the only moments of joy were because of this cult. Uh, you know, they provide sympathy, unity. Right. When they're all crying together and wailing with her, uh, showing her respect, really making her feel powerful after she wins and they put her up on that platform and she's just kind of you know in just the she is the queen of for for that moment she is the queen of the cult having respect of everybody there feeling powerful ultimately she gets revenge on the guy who cheated on her on her birthday or the day after her birthday like not only did this guy n not care about her birthday care about their relationship didn't care about her when she's there doesn't care about his friend and what he's trying to do with his thesis but literally cheats on her with i don't know i don't know how old this girl was but 16 you know not a good guy um and seeing how everything was a part of the ceremony when people started dying like it was planned that Pele would bring those people in and those people would be part of the sacrifice. And just so happens that one of the guys was good for breeding, use him for breeding. And then it turns out that Danny won the, the May queen. They got a May queen. So they got like, they, the cult got a lot out of this. They got their sacrifices. They got some fresh sperm into the mix and they, they get uh, a new member in Danny. 
Um, I do feel bad for Connie and Simon, though. <laughs> the, everybody else, like Christian and his friends, I don't really care. Yeah, I, sure, they, it's bad that they got killed, whatever, but they weren't great people. Uh, but Simon and Connie, I, I feel bad uh, about them being part of the sacrifice. Um, and I do like horror movies where you can kind of root for the the killer sometimes. Uh, like like I mentioned, like Sleepaway Camp, even Chucky, you, you, rooting for Chucky in that moment when he's killing the CEO. Um, yeah. Right. You got to crack some eggs. You know, it's like they can't all be they can't all be great kills, you know. I love this movie, though. Uh, it's definitely a rough watch, but I found the end to be like a happy ending, surprisingly. Happy for Danny in the end, anyway. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and insights on Midsommar. Don't forget to tune in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Disorder. Until next time... Enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had, can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.